Hi, this is Sally and welcome to Reclaiming Pride, LGBT plus survivors of narcissistic abuse. Before we start, there is a trigger warning. The episodes of this podcast may at times refer to domestic violence, emotional, financial and sexual abuse. To begin, I'd like us to start with a one word feelings check. As always, what is one word for how you are feeling in this moment? Not how the people around you are feeling, all those you are caring for are feeling, but how are you feeling in this moment in one word? This episode, we're going to be looking at what the narcissist really means when they say, I love you. When people with narcissistic personality disorder say, I love you, they often mean, I love how you make me feel, or I love the way you reflect positively on me in some way. Their love tends to be self-centered and focused on their own needs and desires. It's more about the benefits that they derive from you and from the relationship, such as attention, admiration, validation, rather than any kind of deep, genuine concern for the other person's well-being or admiring them in any way. Narcissists often have a limited capacity for empathy, as we know, which can make it challenging for them to experience love in the same way that individuals without NPD experience love. Their expressions of love are often transactional in nature, so seeking to fulfill their own emotional needs and desires rather than forming an actual mutual connection which is emotionally rich with somebody else. This can lead to superficial and self-serving interpretations of love where the focus is on how the other person serves their ego and needs rather than the well-being of their partner. I remember many times with my ex wondering what on earth it was she even saw in me. She said on many occasions that she did not find me physically attractive and was indeed always trying to change the way I looked, whether it was my hair, my clothes, or even the way I walked. On the rare occasions when she would actually say, I love you, it would either be at a time when I I had done or said something to make her feel good or it would be completely random, and I wouldn't understand where it was coming from. There was always something extremely empty in her expression of love. For quite a while, I couldn't put my finger on it. You know, I couldn't work out why it seemed so empty. And then I realized, it's not that she loves me, it's that she loves the way I make her feel, or the way I make her look to other people. She actually did not love anything about me. I don't even think she liked me. Occasionally, I'd say to her, what is it that you love about me? And the struggle that would ensue would be quite something to see. She would end up saying something really surface like, you make me laugh. Or alternatively, she'd get extremely annoyed and comment to me about why I was asking her in the first place. And I would respond because most of the time it seems like I annoy you or you're bored by me, honestly. If I really wanted to push the envelope, I'd say, You're not even attracted to me. But that was extremely rare. To a narcissist, love means you make my life more comfortable. Or thank you for giving me that money that I needed. Or it could even be, I love you because you make me look good. Basically, love to a narcissist is extremely transactional. In fact, all of the relationship is transactional. Except you are the one who's doing all the giving whether it's giving all of your money, your time, your emotional energy, your physical welfare, and even your identity. How the narcissist thinks you make them look is also extremely important to them. 
If you're someone who's conventionally attractive, they'll love that because it'll make them look good to outsiders and at events and so on. As I said, I don't think my ex was even attracted to me. So when she had work events, etc., she would rarely invite me. She wouldn't hold my hand in public. She wouldn't show public affection. If she ever did, it was extremely rare. Now, I do know and understand that showing affection in public as an LGBT plus person can sometimes be difficult. It can be scary. You can be abused for this by complete strangers. I understand, therefore, that some people are somewhat hesitant about showing public affection to their loved one if they are LGBT+. I do know that. But listeners, this wasn't that. She literally didn't want to show any affection towards me, even in the house. And if I showed any kind of affection towards her, for example, trying to hold her hand, she would often bat me away or get very annoyed. She would question why I wanted to be affectionate with her during the day and why couldn't we just keep it to the bedroom, for example. Or why did I want to be affectionate with her in public? Why did I feel the need to do that? Was it some kind of inadequacy that I had that I wanted to show her affection in public? And at the same time, she would berate me for having intimacy issues. Another projection, clearly. So basically, when a narcissist says, I love you, what they really mean is, I love that you love me. But don't get too close. What they also might mean is, I love that you do everything to keep this relationship going, even though I punish you and say that you don't do a thing. In fact, I really don't have to do very much at all because you keep chasing me around and I love it. That's really what's underlying I love you. The fact is that the narcissists we've been close to don't just have a hard time loving us, they also frequently cause us to feel miserable, neglected in the extreme. We can feel used, exploited, betrayed and abandoned. And to put the cherry on top of the cake, we often feel intensely hated by the person we love. And that person is usually disgusted and disappointed by us 99.9% of the time. In your relationship with the narcissistic person, you will have noticed that you are constantly chasing them for one thing or another, whether it's affection of any kind or attention at all for them to even just speak to you after two weeks of silent treatment. But you are always chasing them for something. This is done on purpose. This is curated by the narcissist purely so that they can get their supply. This leaves us wondering, what actually does the narcissist care about? And what actually do they respect? The fact is, it always comes back to themselves. Anything outside of themselves which they do appear to love or respect, is extremely arbitrary, often contradictory, and always fleeting. There may be a time when you craved closeness with this person. You wanted the kind of love that's intimate, based on mutual acceptance, affection, respect, and continued growth. That's love. Unfortunately, this is never going to be the kind of love that we'll be able to share with someone who has narcissistic personality disorder. The narcissist will always pathologically put their own needs first and often harshly reject and devalue you, the person closest to them. Love is literally beyond their capability. And please don't be fooled by any proclamations of love, concern, or basically anything that goes beyond their own skin, because it's not true. The intermittent reinforcement of caring gestures is a smokescreen and part of their mask. 
So narcissists are pathologically self-serving and abusive and therefore lack the ability to actually love other people. As we've seen before in earlier episodes, narcissists often seek out those and target those who are empathic, they may have had trauma in their past, and currently struggle with boundaries. Many times, vulnerable people can get lulled into a narcissistic relationship simply because we want to be wanted. Layer on top of that being LGBT+, and if you were abandoned, punished, or abused for being who you are by a family who is supposed to love you, that can leave you even more vulnerable to wanting to be wanted. In our desire to be wanted, it's very easy to make excuses for, ignore, or not even see red flags at the beginning of a relationship with a narcissist. Looking back, you might ask yourself, did this person have empathy, compassion? Were they ever genuine? It's highly likely that hindsight will be 2020 and your answer will be no. I think that one of the most difficult things that I had to come to terms with was that after years and years and years of trying, I had to come to terms with the fact that she would never change, regardless of all of the moments that we'd had, the wonderful times that were very fleeting, but they were nonetheless wonderful. But the undercurrent to everything and ruining and bashing in everything would be that she will never change. In fact, this is something that it's central to remember about people with NPD. Some people say that there is evidence to suggest that narcissistic people can change. Perhaps a massive life event or something like that may prompt a temporary shift in the way in which they see the world and therefore treat other people. You can also see some online personalities who claim to have narcissistic personality disorder and are now being helpful. Just watch closely and you will see that they're actually still getting their narcissistic supply by telling people what to do, by drawing attention to themselves, and also by acting like they have the secret that will help set you free. It really still is just narcissistic supply and it's just fishing in a different way. NPD is in essence an abusive disorder that rarely, if ever, can change fundamentally. Any kind of of change in a narcissist's personality is temporary. When they are trying to hoover you back and tell you that they quote unquote love you, this will spring straight back to its original shape as soon as they have you again in their control, like a rubber band. So let's look at what the narcissist gets out of telling you, I love you. As we've seen, when someone with NPD says, I love you, it can be complex and may not carry the same emotional depth and meaning as it does for individuals without the disorder. NPD is characterized, as we know, by a pattern of self-centeredness, a lack of empathy, and a constant need for admiration and validation. Here's what they usually might mean when someone with NPD says, I love you. First, it's seeking validation. So people with NPD often crave validation and admiration from others. Saying, I love you, may be a way to elicit a positive response or maintain their self-esteem. It's a means of ensuring they continue to receive the attention and admiration they desire. So in other words, if they see you slipping, they might throw that in there. I love you, because they know that that will draw you back in. The next is manipulation. So narcissists may use declarations of love as a tool to manipulate others. They can be charming and affectionate when they believe it will serve their interests or help them get what they want. It can be a way to keep someone close and under control. Then there's shifting blame. 
So in some cases, a narcissist might use the phrase, I love you, as a way to deflect responsibility for their actions or behaviors. By saying they love someone, they might attempt to downplay or excuse harmful behavior. So it's a it's a form of apology without actually saying that they're sorry, which is something that you'll rarely, if ever, hear a narcissist say. Next, superficial love. So while a person with MPD may experience affection and attachment, Their love can often be shallow and self-focused. They may love the way someone makes them feel or how that person reflects positively on them rather than truly caring about the other person's well-being. Then there's the classic lack of empathy. Empathy, which is a fundamental component of genuine love, is often lacking in individuals with MPD. Their quote-unquote love may be more about their own needs and desires rather than a sincere concern for the other person's feelings, needs, who they are, and how they are. And then changing emotions. So narcissists have an inconsistent and rapidly changing set of emotions. So their declaration of love may not be stable or reliable. They might say, I love you one moment, and then act very indifferently towards you or negatively or abusively towards you in the next moment. It literally doesn't mean anything. So here's an example of a conversation between an individual with narcissistic personality disorder, we'll call him Mark, and his intimate partner, we'll call him Jamal. When the NPD person says, I love you, in this scenario, the NPD individual's words reflect their self-centered perspective. So listen out for it. So here we go. So here's the NPD individual, Mark. You know... I've been thinking a lot about us lately. And then Jamal. Oh, really? What's on your mind? Mark. Well, I just want you to know that I love you so much. You make me feel amazing. Jamal. Well, that's sweet, Mark. I love you too. It's always nice to hear that. Mark. I mean, you bring so much happiness into my life. I love how you admire me and how you always make me look good. It's like you were made for me. Jamal pauses a bit and looks a bit uncertain. I appreciate that. But, you know, I'd love to hear more about how you feel about me, not just what I bring to your life. Mark, slightly taken aback. Well, of course I care about you. Isn't it obvious? You're with me because I'm extraordinary and I love that you recognize that. Jamal, Nods, feeling unsatisfied. I understand what you mean. It's just that sometimes I wish we could connect on a deeper level where our love is about us, not just how we reflect on each other. So as you heard in this conversation, Mark's statement of I love you primarily involves around how Jamal makes him feel and how he enhances Mark's self-esteem. Mark's focus is on how his own needs and desires are being fulfilled. It showcases a self-centered perspective, which is very common trait in individuals with MPD. Jamal expresses a desire for a more meaningful and mutual connection and probably wonders what on earth Mark actually loves about him. This highlights the challenges that can arise in relationships with these people. Now, I know that that was a bit of an idealistic conversation and in some ways not that realistic. However, what I did there was I just wanted to simply show the interplay So what you're really dealing with, no matter what is actually said and how it's said, is a person who really and truly just is looking in the mirror like Narcissus. They want to see what you love about them, but they can't even see you. 
They can only see themselves. They're the only one in the mirror. So in this episode, we've delved into the complex world of narcissists and their often shallow expressions of love. We've seen when a narcissist says, I love you, it could be more about control and manipulation than anywhere near genuine affection. They have a limited capacity for empathy, if any at all. They will never truly understand the depth and authenticity of real love. So as I wrap this part up, it's essential to recognize the importance of self-care. Listeners' boundaries and seeking support when dealing with a narcissistic individual is essential. Understanding the nuances of their behavior can empower us to protect our emotional well-being and navigate the challenging relationships with greater insight. So I hope this might have helped to validate some of the feelings you've dealt with in your relationship with the narcissist in your life. Now we're going to take a short break and I'll be back with a listener question after this. See you in a moment. Welcome back. This week's listener question comes from England, and it is, how soon after getting to know a narcissist do they tend to show their true colours? Does it vary from person to person? And also, does it usually build up gradually, or is it an overnight change? So thank you for this question, listener in England, and here's my best answer for you. So the timing of when a narcissist might start showing their true colours in any relationship can vary widely, really, depending on the individual, and the specific circumstances. So it's important to note that not all individuals with narcissistic traits will display those behaviors or patterns straight away. They don't do this in every relationship and they don't necessarily at the start follow a predictable timeline. I remember from the get-go with my ex, for example, there were some strange behaviors that talking about herself constantly that I'd never experienced before. This odd hint of boredom with the world that just seemed pervasive in her. The judgmental attitude, the control. These were all really pretty obvious to me pretty much straight away. However, I was prepared to ignore them, as we said earlier on, because I wanted to be wanted and I was very attracted to her. I gave her a pass because, hey, I was getting to know her. There was also always the feeling that she was withholding something. Like you'd say a whole lot about yourself, but then she'd look down her nose at you and go, huh, and not really offer anything in return, or at least nothing of any depth. That said, once the cycle does begin, there are some patterns that you will see constantly. So at the start of most narcissistic relationships, there's the so-called love bombing phase. So during this period, they can be extremely charming. They can be attentive. They seem like the perfect partner. So this phase can last from a few weeks to several months, actually. Then there's the devaluation phase. After the initial charm, the narcissist may gradually start revealing their true nature. They may become more critical, demanding, or manipulative. 
This phase can begin anywhere from a few months into the relationship to a year or more. Then there's the discard phase. Eventually, if the relationship continues, a narcissist might enter the discard phase, where they may become increasingly distant or even end the relationship abruptly and callously. This can also be paired with silent treatment where you think the relationship is ended, but actually it hasn't because they'll start to hoover you back when they are bored. It's important to remember that not all narcissists follow this pattern immediately and may cycle through certain phases of it repeatedly. Additionally, some narcissists hide their true nature for an extended period, and this makes it difficult to predict when their behavior will change. So the timing of when narcissist behaviors become evident can also depend on the level of closeness and intimacy in the relationship, the degree to which they perceive you as a threat or a source of narcissistic supply, meaning attention and admiration, and other individual and situational factors. So in short, in answer to your question, it can differ wildly from person to person and relationship to relationship, however, and this is important to note, once it starts, once the cycle starts, It will follow the pattern that I mentioned of idealization, devaluation and discard and then hoovering where they try and get you back. It will follow this pattern again and again and again. And you will experience that on and on until the relationship comes to an end. But where that cycle actually will begin differs from person to person. So I hope that helped to answer your question and thank you for sending it. If you have a question you'd like me to tackle on the podcast, please add it in the comments on the Instagram page or the Facebook page for the podcast, or you could even leave it in the comments to a video on the YouTube channel for this podcast as well. Please note, this podcast is not intended to replace professional therapy or counselling. It serves as a supplementary resource for support and encouragement. Listeners, you are encouraged to seek professional help if needed. I did, and it works for me every day. Stay tuned and I look forward to healing with you again next time. Bye-bye.